Hello awesome people, how are you going today? I am Good To Go Joe, and I am here with you with the Good To Go Pod Season 1 The Balancing Act episode number 2. We've got this great conversation with this awesome trainer I've met here in Stockholm named Kirsty Stramberg. Her company is called Got Vitality Health Coaching and we talk about what she does with her clients, we talk about finding balance, self-love, self-acceptance, understanding what your body is capable of. We talk about this concept called primary secondary food, which is the thing she uses with her clients. I had a really cool time with this conversation. I hope you get something out of it. So without any further ado, here's my conversation with Kirsty. Say hello, awesome people. Welcome back to the Good to Go pod. Here with me today, I have Kirsty, Kirsty, not Kirsty Lewis, like it says on your thing, Kirsty Strandberg from <laughs> downtown Stockholm uh, in Sweden. Hi, Kirsty. How are you today? Really good, thank you. How are you? I'm excellent, thank you. Now, I discovered you uh, through one of our mutual Facebook group type thingies. Um, and so I'm going to ask you some questions. Hopefully, we're going to have an awesome conversation because that's my favorite thing to do. And, uh, you know, at the end of the day, we'll just see where it goes. How about that? Yeah, that sounds great. So, Kirsty, tell the listeners who are you and what do you do? So I'm Kirsty Stramberg. Um, I should say Stramberry, really, shouldn't I? I'll, I'll get to this at some point. Um, yeah, I'm Kirsty Stramberry. I'm um, a health coach for mums, and I'm the founder of Got Vitality, which is a health coaching company. But I'm also a pre and postnatal um, personal trainer specialist. Cool. Pre postnatal personal trainer specialist. That's awesome. And in our conversations, you said, and you just said this just then, you're personal coach for mums. That's right. Yep. Why mums? Oh, you know, they're so, I think mums have been massively underdone with the amount of information and support that's out there. And I only realised that when I became a mum two years ago. And so... Congratulations, by the way. Thank you. Thank you. Um, Going through that myself, I just, there just had to be more. There had to be more support. There had to be more empowerment. Like, it's isolating and confusing and and there needs to be more information so I just feel really I just feel really passionate about providing a platform for mums yes it's just not enough and like is is there one uh you know scintillating not scintillating scintillating is the wrong word one uh precipitating moment for you where you've just sort of sat down and gone this is totally my experience is shit I want to change it for everybody else oh sorry no swearing my experience was bad (laughs) um and you know I know I can help other people was there one of those moments for you in your mum career yeah there's been two actually um so when I'd had Hugo um to just over two years ago and I I've always been a bit of an obsessive eater if I'm honest and I managed to kind of wean myself off that way of thinking um but after I had Hugo Hugo, I didn't recognize my body or myself. So mm. I went on some ridiculous uh, diet where I was weighing my food, counting my macros. Um, about, I don't know, four weeks postpartum, I, I lost so much milk. I struggled to feed my child. And I was, I sat there and I thought, what on earth? What, why is there so much pressure on me to look in a certain way? And I realized that there's so much external pressure on mums 
what's out there in the media, what's uh, what we see from other people. Because when you say to someone, how are you? They go, oh, yeah, I'm good. Yeah, everything's, everything's great. And then you just sit there inside and go, oh, what am I doing wrong? Why do mm. I feel this way? Why does my body not look that? Why do I not feel like they do? And so that was the when I that's when I launched the company recently since I had Vincent and now I'm a mum of two Mm. um at first I thought you know I've got all my ducks in a row this is this is okay this I can I can do this and then um probably about two months after he was born I found myself just completely overwhelmed Mm. uh with with the emotion really I think becoming a mum of two is far yeah it's just not what I expected so I thought you know I know what I'm doing I've had one so sorry laughing with you not at you no, no, <laughs> yeah. I laugh at myself sometimes to see when I get through um so yeah so after having Vincent I feel like I've really honed in on um what I want to deliver and how I want to deliver it basically mm-hmm. so for for our listeners out there as a as a coach for mums yep. what what sort of um how do I ask this question as you know okay so I'll I'll personalize it I'll make it about me I'm a mum of three uh yep. I I have I'm not the birth mother of those three children but I am still a mother of three what would what would I be needing in order to contact you and go I need help do you know what I mean like if I'm is it is it if I'm having problems just doing my day-to-day work or is it problems with my food or is it problems with my health or am I making sense yeah absolutely it's for me coaching is all about balance and it's it's when you feel like you're losing balance in your life and you just need someone to kind of be there on your shoulder and say um support guide give information this is why we need to change this this is how we can change this this is these are some strategies. These are some tools. So it's basically when the balance goes out. But it, I think you've also got to be in a in a, a position where you're ready to, you know, maybe make a change, make a lifestyle change without putting pressure on. But I think you've got to be in that mindset of, okay, something needs to change. Help, help me. Help me change mm. it. Feel mm. good about being a mother. Feel good about being myself, a wife, a partner, whatever it is but maybe the journey isn't very clear of how you get to where you want to be. Mm. Maybe you don't even know where you want to be, but you know that you're not happy sitting where you are right now and you just need someone to support and guide you through. Mm. So, that, you that, know, that would be the point. Those moments when we're stuck in overwhelm and you just can't pinpoint what, what the hell's going on. Yeah, I yeah. get it. Totally get it. You know, motherhood is a little bit like that sometimes I've, even as a coach like I, I'm quite happy to say I'm so far from perfect like, mm. absolutely not perfect you sit there and you just think how how do I even do oh how do I even make breakfast now I've got mm. a screaming kid uh, I've got one that's done this and I what do how do I even do it how mm. do I make life easier for myself so yeah so well, I'm going to nail you down here. As a coach, for a mum going through that experience, how, mm. how would you coach me through the moment where I am? Um, and, you know, again, talking about my own personal experience, having to do with the grief of losing my father on top of having a, four, a five-year-old and a two-year-old. Mm. Um, yeah, five and two-ish. Uh, you know, needing the normal things that they need as well as running a business. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I just sit there and, you, you know, you, I had, I've had moments where I just sit there and go, you know what, I just can't. 
I can't, I don't know what the next step is. How do I help myself be more present for my kids and my family mm-hmm. and be more present in, in uh, my business and learn to process the grief of losing a parent at the same time? I know that's a really big question. Sorry to lay that on you, yeah. but, you know, yeah, no. <laughs> that's what we're here for. Um, you know, and I just, I think what I'm looking for, the type of answer I'm looking for is just a really quick, you know what, this is this is something that we could do, one easy process. Okay. Basically, it's for me, it would be around expectations on yourself, uh, wherever those expectations come from, but getting to the bottom of what are your expectations, where are they coming from, how are they fulfilling you, and the mindset around it. Let's, let's look at the mindset and uh, let go of some of those expectations so that you feel in a more positive place to be able to tackle in order of priority what you need to do. Yeah, but nice. I think when you hold on to like expectations, I yeah. think it can be really the word in itself for me is such a negative connotation. Oh. You could be expecting yourself to show up in a certain way at work when really you just need to not not show up at work for a week or two weeks, and that is okay as well. Mm. You know, it's kind of okay. It yeah, expectations. I think in mindset without me waffling on no no but waffling on is why we're here i'm going to expand on that so with expectations because it's such a great word and it's such a great um thing to pull apart i think for for people Mm. because that's where all of our pressure comes from is this needing to perform uh, unrealistic expectations um what is with you and your clients and the people you work with what is the the biggest thing that is quite possibly the like the biggest unrealistic expectation that you come across in your experience. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. A, uh, it's I, I suppose perfectionism. Mm. Mm. Be the perfect mum, have the perfect body, be the perfect partner. Mm. Perfect what does that so mm. what does what does that even mean? Like um you know, I'm me and you're you, right? Mm-hmm. And I have a very different perspective on life. And anybody, anybody who knows me knows that I am not, in inverted commas, normal, I think. <laughs> um, I'm looking for the right word here. I don't want to offend anybody. Uh, but, you know, I don't live in the in the heteronormative, girly-type world. Oh, God, careful what you say. Uh <laughs> I've lost now. I've lost my question. The guys are too busy, too busy walking around it. Um, um, you, we were talking about perfectionism. Yeah. So what? What is that perfectionism? What is that? Give me an example of somebody's need to be perfect. In, perfect in what? Like, what does it look like? So, and you know, like like Kim Kardashian or something. Just pulling a name out of my. Mm-hmm. Because I, I don't even know what she looks like. So, you know, like what, what is these things that people are striving for <laughs> that I know nothing about? <laughs> I, uh, for me, and it always will, it always comes back to social media and it drives yeah, me okay. wild. It's like, why does my body not look like that two weeks after having a baby? Yeah. And I feel like my heart goes out to, to new mums because I was there after Hugo. Like, but, but I thought that my body would just look the same. You know, I, I had a great physique before I had my first child. Why? Why is that not back to where it should be? Yeah. But that—that's quite a—that's quite a, a very common and, and big one that weighs on women's minds because they're constantly subjected to social media. Yeah. In, 
in all forms. Yeah. And I, you know, putting my personal trainer hat on, I think, and this is going to age me a bit, I remember my first ever season, or the first, not my first ever, the first ever seasons of The Biggest Loser. And I I had a client who was 120-ish kilos. And I would spend almost every single session we were there I was with her trying to get her to understand that she's never going to lose weight the way they lose weight. That's never going to happen. Yeah. You know, and then, so how do you battle helping your clients understand the difference between the fake life that is actually on social media and reality? You know, what, what, where they're at now, what their body is capable of and, you know, reframing that whole I, I tackle it from an angle of self-love and, yep. and that's, that's very, very hard for some women um, to get to that stage. So I tread very carefully and we spend a lot of time on it. Um, but if you can't, if you can't get to a stage of self-love, we get to self-acceptance and mm-hmm. self-acceptance is all about being in a satisfactory, you're satisfied with where you are. And it's getting to that point of acceptance where you go, okay, I'm satisfied with where I am, but I want to get to so-and-so. And And then comes in, okay, what are my expectations around that goal? Mm -hmm. Is that goal realistic? And kind of just stripping it back to that that baseline of self-acceptance, but coming into it, look what your body's done. Mm -hmm. I have so many activities to do with my clients where I literally get them to a list or mind map or whatever it is, what has your body done? It's amazing. It's always showing up for you. Mm. Mm. So that's, that's, yeah, that's where I start with it. Yeah. So learning to reframe uh, the, yeah. the negative process into the, I love it, teaching, you know, helping, shining the light on what they can do rather yeah, than. Yeah. And, but it's not going to be sitting there and saying to someone, but your body's amazing. It's fantastic. Look what it's done. Like it's absolutely brilliant. If you don't believe that yourself, you're never going to get to that stage of self-love. Mm. let alone self-acceptance like it has it has to come from it has to come from inside the person mm. and how do you so I'm just asking you how you tackle these things mm. uh, how do you tackle that how do you tackle somebody who just sits there and and has grown up in this world where we're actually just taught to hate ourselves and hate our bodies and hate everything that it does mm. uh, what's again what's one simple process or what's the first step to sit down and go you know what your body is an amazing an amazing mm. machinery how do we get you just to to see that well seeing how they want to change it so what is it you want it to look like okay I want to look like that that woman on social media with six pack abs that are like cobbles okay all right Uh, what how are you going to feel when you have that how is that going to serve you in life and sometimes women can say well I'm going to feel really good about myself okay but if you go and buy yourself a bottle of perfume or a new dress are you going to feel as good about yourself yeah, I feel great about myself if I do that. So it's kind of like trying to take away from this unrealistic image of these people that have dehydrated themselves to get these six-pack cobble, cobble abs and how that realistically it's the most use, useless uh, physical thing to have, isn't it? I mean, yes, yeah, oh <laughs> that's really important. But, to, you know, but to have that image, it's not, it's not going to serve them in a way um, they think it will. And when you can get to that stage then they can start to let go as well. Yeah, cool. And so when we're uh, – radio silence, not good for podcast, Joe. Keep your <laughs> questions going. <laughs> and, you know, getting back to keeping everything in balance and that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, if I had to sit down with, with, a, with you know, if, with, a, with a client and came, we came and we talked to you I said, and I sent a client to you and I said, look – 
I've got this client. She's six weeks postpartum. I can't get through to her in helping her to understand where she's at and what she's going. Can you help yep. me out here? Yeah. Um, what kind of uh, work would you do with this client? Mm-hmm. That kind of stuff to help her get, first of all, set the goals and then get on the path to achieving those goals. Yeah, so the very, the very first session with any client that I have, even if it's a renewing client or a new client, the first session we do about an hour to looking at the balance in life. And I have this, this tool that I use where we look at every single area and see how satisfied we are in every single area. And then it's kind of nail it down to, okay, what do you want to improve? And it, you know, if a client says, well, everything, okay, let's strip it back again. What's going to bring you the most joy? What's going to serve you the most? You know, let's pick three areas and just really kind of, if they can't get to where they want to go themselves, it's just helping them being that annoying child. Why do you want to do that? Why is that important? Why is that going to serve you? You know, all of these annoying toddler questions. (laughs) I'm that that person. (laughs) And then we really kind of honed in on, okay, well, underneath all of this, whatever kind of surface level emotions they're showing this is really what they want to achieve then you can develop a program to get them to to in a slow kind of natural way everything's got to be natural and organic because if you you send your client away on the first session going okay right well you need to only eat kale and drink lemon water for the next um 12 weeks then you're onto a winner you know it's it's going to be it's got to be small, gradual, organic steps to actually make real lifestyle changes to get you to where you want to be that's really going to fulfill you. And diet, do you, do you deal with diet with your clients? Absolutely, yeah. That's like the foundation. Mm-hmm. Um, I have, it's kind of, for me, it's, so I call it primary food and secondary food. So your primary food is everything that shows up in your life that is not, is not what you eat. So relationships, career, finances, spirituality, creativity, all of those things, exercise as well. And then you have your secondary food, which is what you put on your plate. Okay. Uh, Oh, that's really interesting. I've never heard that system before. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. So I try to, and I really try to be mindful that, you know, I'm a integrative nutrition coach. So Mm. I, I try to go with the food first, but for me, it's not always about what you're putting on your plate is what's going on in your life. If you come home and eat six ice creams, okay, what's going on in your life that's making you come home and eat six ice creams? So, yes, I definitely do do the nutrition and the food side of things, mm. but I'm always pulling in that primary food as well. Yeah. Um, and oh, I really have a big question about that because that's a huge thing is, is – how do you tactfully get a client to see how much their diet is related to their emotional state? Uh, well, I have another one of my fabulous tools. Um, we actually kind of deconstruct a plate. So they, they tell me kind of what they're eating. And then on top of that, I'll get them to rate some of the primary foods as well. I say, okay, so that's what you ate today. And can you tell me like how, man, how much out of 10 you felt your, you were satisfied with your career today? And they oh, I had a really terrible day at work. And then you just get into it by kind of like sneaking it sneaking it in thinking we're talking about food but actually we're we're not talking about we're talking about all of it because I'm sneaking some questions in there about that as well yeah yeah. so I try to I try if for some people it's it's change is really hard especially when expectations on yourself or externally are, are so ingrained so you have to you have to take it quite slowly and 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 not kind of take it kind of face on straight away um, 
because I think sometimes, and I know myself, if someone said to me, well, you've got to eat that, I'd get my back up and say, I'm not going to do that. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, I um, I hear you there. (laughs) Yeah, trying to get my husband to eat kale is like, oh my God, trying to force feed a toddler broccoli. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, look, you know. (laughs) (laughs) battles. I, I I find that kind of thing fascinating and it's like I remember I remember the moment that I again you know bringing it back to my own personal experience I remember the moment I realized that um I ate when I was angry ah. and it was and this is going back years ago now and it was uh it was a really big moment to just sit down and go mm-hmm. wow that's instead of instead of being angry I eat and I will put whatever I can in my mouth. So then, you know, the work around that was to do, sort of develop other skills mm. to learn to feel, process and let go of the anger rather than just eating whatever I could get my hands on. Oh, um, so I just, that kind of thing really fascinates me and it is it, it comes back to the whole how everything is connected, you know, mm. it, you know, it comes back to our posture, the way we work out, the way we eat, the way we do everything Absolutely. Uh, is is connected and intertwined. And if we have the time and the space to sit down and actually look at it mm. from, from a different view or from a different frame, uh, you know, we can we can genuinely move forward and change those expectations that we have for ourselves in life. And so that Absolutely. leads me to my next question because, you know, you, you have said that we, you do like to tease out and get into or help people understand those kinds of perspectives. Yes. Uh, for you, mm-hmm. do you have one or two of those moments where you've just sat down and gone, one of those aha moments where it's just like, oh, wow, this, this isn't this, this is actually that, and I can work on that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Yes. Um, for me, it, it was sugar. That was a really big thing for me. And I, um, whenever I was emotional, and I'm sure it's the same for a lot of women, all I wanted was something sweet, basically. And um, I, have, I haven't quite dealt with it 100%, but, I, but I'm aware of it now. And I, I stripped it all back and it basically came back to my grandmother. And losing my grandmother when I was 18 was like one of the biggest blows I've ever gone through. But throughout my life, she kind of half raised me, you know, because my mum was a working mom and she had to look after me, drop me at school, pick me up. And every single day after school, she'd pick me up and we'd go and get a donut. That was, that was, our, that was our thing. We would go and get a donut. Yeah. I can't even tell you how many donuts I've consumed in my life. <laughs> but it's okay. We all survive. It's okay. And that's, that's another thing with like your body showing up for you. I mean, I've really put my body through so much and it still continues to show up for me. So I, anyway, so I stripped it back and I realized that is why, because I'm still, I'm still so attached to, and it's so, such a normal part of routine. Okay. Well, this time we go and get sugar. And that went on for a huge part of my life. And so I, I, I can't cut sugar out and I don't want to. Mm-hmm. So what I've done is I've replaced it. Mm-hmm. And you, you always see me post in healthy sweet treats because I, um, I don't want to let it go. It's something that I enjoy. It makes me feel good on so many levels. It's a bit of a, almost like a bit of a spiritual connection. In a, I'm, not, I'm, not, I'm not very spiritual myself, but it is like a bit of a connection that I really enjoy and a bit of a routine I really, really enjoy. So I'm always kind of, okay, let's replace it. Let's replace mm-hmm. it with sweet. And then I have kind of levels of 
the worst kind of healthy sweet treat and the best kind of healthy sweet <laughs> treat. <laughs> it's all fun and games at my house, honestly. Oh God. Okay, so what, what, what is the worst kind of healthy... Wait, wait, what's the worst kind of sweet treat that you can have? Oh, it's the ones that have got uh, too much maple syrup in, basically. Uh, okay. Yeah, maple syrup is a fantastic whole food, anti-inflammatory. It is amazing. Mm. However... It's still a sweetener. It's still got the calories in, you know. Mm-hmm. Whilst it's much better than kind of raw cane sugar, it's, uh, yeah. Six of one, <laughs> half dozen of the other. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. But, you know, it's the same thing about, like, linking it back to your primary food. It's If you're going to sit there and say, I can't eat this, I can't eat this, it's so bad if I eat this, I mustn't eat this, I'll just eat it because you're going to feel like the relief from just having something make you feel good in those five minutes that you really need in that moment. Mm. And I'm not an advocate of go out and eat, you know, rubbish, not at all, but there's, there's a flip side to that. Okay. Let's change tomorrow. How can we get to a stage tomorrow where you don't feel like the only thing you want to eat is six miles bars, you know? Mm. So yeah, that was, so that was the big thing for me was the, the sugar, the sugar and the sweet treats. Oh, but you know, still, it's about your grand. It's lovely. Oh, yeah, love it. <laughs> that's that's a lovely. That's kind of. A, I mean, ah, oh God. You see, again, that's just. It's so. Here's me. I'm sitting here going. That's a lovely story, and I can totally understand why it is that you, at that time of day, every day, would want to go and get something sweet. Mm. Um, and then there is this expectation or this belief that eating a donut every day is not bad for you and then there is the science behind eating a donut every day it's not good for you either yeah that's right you know so there's all these contradictions and then you guilt on top of that and then you know guilt honestly trying to deal with the guilt is oh it's so overwhelming Mm. how do you how do you help clients deal with the guilt well what no i'm gonna rewind that what kind of guilt do you hear your clients talk about when when they come in no, it's all linked back to that perfectionism, guilt, and the expectations. It's I should be a better mum. I should want to sit on the floor and play with my child for six hours. I should make them green vegetables with every single meal. I should work out seven days a week for an hour and a half. It's all of these, all of these shoulds, basically, from perfectionism. Where does all this information come from? <laughs> I seriously, I just. No. <laughs> <laughs> who's who says these things and where are they i want to go and have I know. With them seriously if i see another advert of get your abs back after baby for four oh weeks my God. i'm gonna hunt them down <laughs> <laughs> honestly okay but let's talk about that is is yeah. that in your professional opinion is that a realistic expectation for most people absolutely not hmm. absolutely not no way no way so then, uh, and oh, so many loaded questions. Again, one must be careful what one says here. Um, you know, and so for those mums out there who, and, you know, to be clear, if I put my personal trainer hat on, to be clear, yeah. there are some mums out there who do get that. Uh, and that is because they have been athletes or exactly their body works that way or whatever. Um, Absolutely, yeah. But for the majority of people, that is an unrealistic expectation. Yes. And um, I've had the, I've actually had people come into my studio, and this I had these two women, and it was it was really weird. It was like I was being tested or something, because they both came in with the same story. But one was one was 
I can't remember if they were both pregnant and one was just postpartum. Anyway, they both wanted to lose a bunch of weight. Mm. Um, and, you know, I, I sat there and said, look, I can help you do this, but I'm going to tell you you're crazy the entire mm. time. Mm. Uh, and they're like, well, why? I said, because right now, if you're, once you're postpartum, first of all, I'm going to make you wait six to eight weeks, depending on how your delivery mm-hmm. goes. And secondly, my focus as a professional trainer is to make sure that you are focused on being healthy for you and your baby. Absolutely. Losing the kind of numbers that you are talking about is not that. Um, <laughs> it's just like, it's back to health, isn't it? It's like, why, why, why are you striving to do that right now? What is... What has, tell, what has told you that you should and that should be your main focus? And I think a lot of this as well comes with this kind of loss of identity of becoming a mum. And I know a lot of women struggle with that and it's like, okay, this is something I can control. I can control exercise and changing my body back. And so I think a lot of it comes from, from that. But, it, but it's so very rare. It's I just want to lose 15 kilos. It's, it's, it's rare that it's just that. Yeah. There's, there's something there's something else going on as well which is just as important to to tackle yeah absolutely yeah from, from experience losing that kind of weight really quick is yeah. <laughs> it's not good <laughs> oh my god um but what what is a realistic expectation you know what is how do you how do you tackle that question uh, because you know for me i tackle it differently with different people and you know obviously I ask more questions uh, to get the background with the client. Yeah. But, you know, how do you tackle that? It's the same thing. So I'll see, okay, so what kind of training did you do before you had a baby? What did you do whilst you had a baby? And try and try and get them to connect the the dots that okay where you left off in pregnancy uh, like whilst you were training whilst you were pregnant that's where we pick it back up. We don't pick it back up to before you got pregnant that's that was nine months ago we pick it up to where you stop so and that's something that I've had to realize as well because I haven't ran since before I was pregnant mm-hmm. I can't expect myself to be running as fast as I was before I had a baby mm-hmm. but so it's kind of connecting the dots of okay this is now where we pick up so and then working working from there as well it's okay how much weight did you put on when you were pregnant how much have you lost immediately after birth Mm. And seeing, okay, are we at the point where it, it kind of becomes, you lose so much after birth and then it becomes that point, okay, right now this is what we have to lose. So mm. it's kind of seeing, okay, are we, are we there yet? What do you want to get to? Let's spread this out over time. We're not going to lose six, six kilos in two weeks. Like we're going we're gonna to spread this out super realistically. And, and I think if you're breastfeeding as well, you ha- without calorie counting, you have to think about the calories as well. Because exactly as you said, it's health for mom and health for baby as well. Because you just had a baby for a reason. <laughs> Absolutely. You didn't, you didn't want a baby to have the best body ever. You had a baby because that brings you so much joy in your life. Yeah. So having six packs right now, it's not, it's, that's not going to give you as much joy as kind of this baby and well and sleepless nights and all the other things that come with it. Yeah. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Oh, my God, sleepless nights. Let's not even go there. No, not right now. <laughs> you know, again, as you, as you say, it comes back to changing the expectation of what your life should be postpartum. Mm. Um, and you know, how do we? Oh, so here's a big question: How do we get that message out there? How do we? How do we change the message that's being given to people? To from you know to change it from yes, you can get your 
have your your six pack back at home four weeks to mm. let's just all just sit down and take a look at where you're at and be happy. But what do we have to do to make that a better way of looking at things? I, I think the world's getting better with, I say the world, social media society is getting better with showing the real mum, the real mum's body, showing respect for the body with what it looks like after after birth. But I think there's so many apps out there now where you can enhance and change like what a body looks like that there's just so much crap out there, so much rubbish. That's not the truth. So I think as a... As, as a collection we need to just showcase the the real mum much much more I'm not an advocate for posting pictures of my body on social media that that's not something that I want to do for a whole host of reasons but some women are really happy to do that and I like like the dwarf campaigns they're amazing they show the real they show the real woman but there needs to be more of that that's like one that's one company this and I think from a personal point of view, what you can do straight away is look at these people that you're following on social media. If they don't inspire you or motivate you or lift you up in any way, shape or form, just unfollow them because Mm -hmm. you're putting yourself through pain every single day with unrealistic expectations, not through yourself, through looking at what they're, what they're saying. Yeah, absolutely. Do you have any people we can follow on social media that are going to give us more realistic expectations of, of how to view our body? Yeah, I do. I have a couple of generic, um, so not specific people, but a couple of um, like these maternity postpartum mums. Yes, and I will I will find them for you and I can, cool. can yeah, send them through. We'll put them in the like yeah. the hashtags. We'll put them in the show notes. Oh, actually, I'll tell you one straight after Stacey Solomon, she's amazing at the moment. She's just had a baby. Yep. Singer in the UK. She had a baby not very long ago. And I love how real she's been. Yep. Yep. Yeah. And that comedian as well. She's been fantastic. The one that was in Bridesmaids. Oh, I'd have no idea. Um, she's really funny. Yeah. Really inappropriate yeah but really funny <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll go and find her name and we'll put that in the show notes so that's you know that's one way of managing the expectations is to stop following people who make you feel shit oh yep. there you go i swore again sorry um stop following <laughs> i'm really sorry can you take these out <laughs> uh, you know what i'm just gonna leave them in <laughs> um sorry <laughs> I got told the other day that I, I swear with style and I thought, oh, that's not a good No, that's, that's fabulous. But, okay, but you know what? I'm going to lead this straight into the subject of, of why yeah. this is something that really gets me a little bit uh, is, is the fact that we're not allowed to swear. And it's, it's like, mm-hmm. you know what? I'm, I don't tell me what to do with my language. <laughs> is it because you can't swear or is it because it's someone telling you what to do? <laughs> both (laughs) no it's 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 more that is uh people telling me that I shouldn't be swearing Mm. and you know my instant reaction to that is get um (laughs) it ends in uh sounds like fire truck yourself (laughs) (laughs) um but (laughs) anyway that's a whole other story that's a whole other, yeah, it's a whole other deep, deep. <laughs> so I want to ask you about your training with mums. So less about mm. the mindset, more about the actual PT work. Um, okay. When you're, so you're doing classes, yeah, at the moment, or is it yes. one-on-ones? 
No, I'm doing well. I'm doing both, but I'm doing classes um, like six week programs where it's okay. uh, ninety minutes, forty five minutes training, and then forty five minutes group health coaching. Okay. So the aspect we do kind of a, a, a short circuit workout, and it's tailored to make sure that everyone in the class, no matter how postpartum the how many weeks postpartum they are, it's tailored for all of them. And then we have a real focus on pelvic floor activities mm-hmm. and exercises because oh, it's so important, pelvic floor, and it's so overlooked. And mm-hmm. yeah, so that's that's a real focus for me as well. And then with my one-to-one clients, um, we yeah, we, we just have training plans that we adhere to and the same thing. It's mm-hmm. short circuit followed by the pelvic floor. So uh, let me just get my head around this. You've got 45-minute circuit does that include the pelvic floor is the pelvic yeah. floor in the 45 in the 45 minute health coaching session no no i could do with more in the health coaching session but an hour and a half is enough for anyone to sit and listen to me oh my God, yes no no that's no i sorry i jumped in there before you finished that statement i don't agree with that at all um so but what does <laughs> so with the exercises when you're doing an exit when you're doing your program the yes. 45 minute exercise so yeah. Is that for me? I'm functional training. Uh, we, you know, we specialize in functional training. Yep. What kind of training would you label? Would you, let's go. Like, let's go ahead and like label yourself. Um, yeah. What would yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. I'd like to think that it was functional as well, but I, but I focus very much on what you can and cannot do. So things like with twisting, things like well, we look at posture as well. So. Yes, I suppose it is functional. I've never really labelled it, actually. Maybe I should. Maybe I should. Sorry, Joe. No, no, that's all right. It's, that's why we have these conversations. You've got to tease that stuff out, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I suppose it is It is functional, but I, yeah, I make sure that there's a level for everyone um, as well, things that they can do at home so that they can take stuff away. So I email the programme out so they've got that as well. Mm-hmm. Do a few, a few if they can between, between classes because it's just once a week, so... And then what does the health coaching side of that look like? Because in my head, I'm just sort of viewing group therapy about how shit it is to be a mum sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) People come and get consultations. Yeah. We'll have days like that. I've had a real rough week, actually. We'll get on to that. That's all separate thing. But, yeah, so some people come with the expectations of they just want to meet mums. So they they don't care too much about what we cover. They just want to chat and just feel like what they're going through is verified by someone else going through the same but I have a structure of topics that I go through so I think next week I'm going through cravings do you how to construct your cravings yeah so and there's lots of questions around that and then we do a little bit of paired work where they where they try to get the answers out because it's hard for me to come around and talk to absolutely everyone and I try as much as obviously I can but it's more powerful if they can coach each other as well so we do some paired, paired work there and Sometimes it's a little less intimidating than me going to answer my questions. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, cravings is, is one of the topics, but different topic every single week, basically. Yeah, yeah. and answering questions, taking some notes. Yeah, cravings. What Setting goals at the end of every session for the next one. How do I do with cravings? Oh, it's a good one. Um, you basically, you need to read why they're showing up. Mm. so that's the things that are not that is taking it outside of the food mm. why does you know what time of the day what are the feelings around it yep 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 it's uh, so you know it, it's i the older i get the more experience that i get in this industry the more i hear people talk about 
how it really is, uh, you know, the whole picture, everything is connected and yeah. it's it's more than just getting in and doing bicep curls. It is about yeah. getting in and working out why. <laughs> the yeah. why. Yeah, why I don't want to be here. I'd rather just sit on the couch and absolutely. Yeah. absolutely. Um, but there's nothing wrong with a bit of an arm pump. I do quite yeah. like that from time to oh, time. Oh, look, you know, summer's coming. You've got to get your biceps out. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I have the smallest biceps on this. <laughs> Sun's out, guns out, kids. Marana. I'm going to come to you, Joe. You can help me solve that. <laughs> um, so I'm going to ask you, what is your number one tip for moms getting back into their exercise routine postpartum? Okay. So number one tip. I just feel like I'm saying the same thing over again, like with expectations and things like that. I think check in, check in with yourself, check yeah. in in a in a productive way, okay, and 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 break it down into time time frame. So, what do you want to achieve? Where do you want to be in three months? And it kind of gives you a bit of an accountability as well. Okay, this is what I what I want to do, but checking in to see that they're realistic. So that would be my first thing. Have a little check in. Where do you want to be? Is it realistic? And take your time. There's mm. absolutely no rush. Like uh, moving your body, oh, the benefits are just phenomenal. But there's, you're never going to get this time back. Like right now, the gym is always going to be there. Fitness yep. is always going to be there when you're ready. Yep. So take your time. Let your organs that moved out of the way for you to house a baby go back to where they should be. And then you can move forwards. But giving yourself, allowing yourself that space and time to take it slow as well, I think is really important. Mm. Because not enough people saying that's okay that's yeah. okay that you don't want to get off the sofa that you stay in your pajamas all day you're covered in baby sick like that's okay oh i love it sure mm. is man sure is yeah. <sighs> and i'm gonna ask you my obligatory question for all the people coming on this particular season of my podcast which is called the balancing act by the way mm-hmm. so perfect that we're talking because yeah yeah actually yeah um what does being healthy mean for you oh my gosh that's so hard that's really hard oh okay it's yes okay it's all about balance yeah it's gonna I'm just gonna steal your title it's about balance and I I do check in regularly and I I'm always changing my focus so I feel like I'm maximizing my life circle so I'm spending time in all the different areas because I've realized I can't spend time in every single area Mm. and fitness is a huge part of my life and makes me feel amazing Mm. but I've had to go through a whole world of um, letting go of the whip that is always there for me why do I want to train as much as I do what am I getting out of it so training as, as kind of not taking a back seat, but it's come down a few notches. Um, so for me, it's making sure that I have a healthy mindset around the training that I'm doing. Mm. Uh, that's that's kind of like my big, that's my, my big thing. But the positive mindset as well of, okay, I didn't get a workout in. No one's died. That's okay. That's absolutely yeah. okay. And just being, just being mindful of things that I'm eating. Um, so that might, for me, mindfulness is really, really powerful, but that's been a recent thing, actually. I think it's taken a while to, to realize that. So for me, the health comes from the mind and then I diverted off into exercise and healthy eating and joy as well, Mm. because joy is not, 
Joyce is such a tough one. It's it's there. It's there for the taking, but if you're not in the right mindset... You can't experience it. You can't access it. Mm. Mm. Uh, Yeah, so so I suppose that's... that's, being healthy for me is, is starting with the mind. That's fantastic. I love it. I love it. I think that's probably going to do us today. So I'm going to say thank you, thank you, thank you. What a wonderful conversation. I've gotten so many things out of this conversation. I'm going to go back, re-listen to it, and then I'm going to do my little blurb at the end. So oh, hey there, people. I'm going to, we're just going to, wait a second. I've got to find my, there it is. So <laughs> I'll edit this bit out. <laughs> Uh, officially say thank you very much i hope you have a wonderful afternoon and we will talk to you again soon hi guys me again and because i'm a complete noob at this i totally cut kirsty off uh while she's in the middle of saying thank you Uh, so she did give me a big thank you uh, and i again will say thank you to you for that awesome conversation i also Totally forgot to ask her to share her availability uh, and where you can find her. So I will do that for you or for her. You can find Kirsty if you want to look her up. Of course, she's on Facebook and Instagram. Uh, you can just, I'm pretty sure if you just search for Got Vitality there, or she has a website, which is www.gotvitality.com. So a big thank you again to Kirsty for that awesome conversation. And to all of you who are listening to the podcast, thank you, thank you, thank you. If you want to get in contact with us, if there's a subject you want us to tackle, somebody you want us to talk to, or you just want to give us a comment, some feedback, please get in touch with me. Of course, we are also on Instagram, uh, Good To Go Coaching. We're on Facebook at Good To Go Sweden. And you can also send me an email if you like, which would be pod at goodtogo.se. Thank you. And we'll talk to you on the next episode. Bye for now.